Thank you for listening to the Providence Podcast. For more information, please visit www.facebook.com slash P-M-B-C-K-Y or join us for one of our services. Would you turn with me? And I want you to look at the scriptures text with me, starting in verse 26, verse number 26. While you're, you're turning there and looking for that scripture text in your Bibles, when we think about a town or a city or a place, as soon as you hear that name called out, there are perceptions that come to your mind. Now, good or bad, amen? Depending on the city, the town, or, or such. There are thoughts that come to your mind about that location, that place. Now, I'm going to call out some cities, and I don't want you to share what comes to your mind, okay? <laughs> but just think about it. Think about it. Los Angeles. Detroit, Chicago, Dallas, London, Kentucky. Now, if I could say that there was probably one thing that stood out in those cities that I mentioned, you would probably say, we would probably all say, well, Trent, you first started off naming some really big cities, major big cities. And then you hit poor old little London, Kentucky, right? There's all sorts of different perceptions. And even within London, if I started to drill down little communities and such, there would be, I could start rattling off some names, and boy, we would all have different perceptions of what those places might be like, or the people there, or the history of that community, or so on and so forth. Amen? I want us to think this morning about one particular place. And my focus is Nazareth. Nazareth. In Jesus' day and time, when he walked on this earth, let me put it that way, because his day and time has been eternal, amen? He has always been, he is, and he will be. But as his time on this earth, during that time, Nazareth was not a place of good reputation. It would not have been considered the place you would go for education. Brother Daryl, no firefighter training there more than likely, okay? Probably not, probably not. Quite honestly, it had a, a negative reputation in that, in that town, in that town. I want you to kind of keep that in the back thoughts of your mind as we look at some Scripture texts this morning, as we go through God's Word in a couple different spots before, Lord willing, we leave this morning. Luke chapter 1, start there with me in verse number 26. And the Bible says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. 
If you can say the Lord's with you this morning, say amen. 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 I'm thankful for that. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, fear not. Now, we just had a Sunday school lesson about the fear of God. Amen? In that lesson, we understand that we're not to have a phobia fear of Him, but we are to have an awe, a reverence of God. That is the fear of God that we are to have. The angel told her, don't be scared in His presence or this situation. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. His name means Savior. No greater gift can we share this Christmas. No greater gift that you could receive this Christmas than Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Sharing Him through the gospel, believing in Him in faith, no greater gift. Amen, church? Amen. Aren't you thankful for the gift of salvation, for the hope that we have in Him? I know I am this morning. And I know there's an awful lot of other people who still need to know Him. And I pray that through this church, we will continue to minister and share the gospel so that that very gift may be imparted upon many, many more souls. We were talking in Sunday school this morning, just this year, in our ministries with children, we counted roughly around 60 children this year who have made the decision to follow Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I don't say that to boast on you. I say that to humble ourselves and say, God, thank you for using Providence Missionary Baptist Church to share the gospel that your work might be done through us, that souls may be drawn, may be called, and may be saved. Amen. And we have seen that. And I'm thankful for it. Nazareth, little old town in Galilee. The whole region of Galilee is up there at the northern part. If you're looking at a map, Emily, you like the map. Sea of Galilee, we're up in that region. That whole region was not very well respected, folks, in the day of, uh, of Jesus' walk on this earth. And especially Nazareth didn't have much of a reputation. But isn't it interesting that that's where things begin to transpire, begin to open up, become reality, right? As the angel visits Mary in this little town, her and Joseph, and the news is brought to them about the coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's put a little perspective in Nazareth. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. I want you to start there with me. 
in verse number 43, as Jesus was calling disciples to come and follow him. John chapter 1, verse number 43, the Bible says, The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Bethsaida is on the top tip of the Sea of Galilee, okay? Philip finds Nathanael. So, so Jesus finds Philip. Philip finds Nathanael, verse 45, and says unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. What was Philip saying to Nathanael? We have seen the Savior. But he says, Jesus of Nazareth, right? Look at Nathanael's response, verse 47, or uh, excuse me, verse 46. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Come and see. If the Lord doesn't change my heart and my mind and guides me in, in a different direction between now and the time of Christmas comes here and the Lord don't return in that amount of time, that's going to be my overarching focus. From now until Christmas, come and see. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He knew the reputation of that city. Nathaniel knew it. Amen? He's like, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, oh, his name means Savior. I get a, a, a Nazareth? Is there anything good that can come out of that place? And Philip, with a boldness and a confidence, says, come and see. Come and see for yourself. I can stand up here and preach till I'm blue in the face, as blue as my suit is blue, that Jesus is good, that he is Savior and Lord, that he is God's Son, that he died on the cross for you, that he rose again the third day, born of a virgin, ascended to the Father, is coming again. And you know what? I do preach that word. Amen? And I mean it when I preach it because it's the Bible. But until you come and see that for yourself, that's when it makes a difference. That's when it changes your life. You could come in this church house and hear me preach those messages over and over and over and over again. And you will if you come in this place because that's what I'm going to preach. Amen. But until you come in here and see it for yourself, That's when it makes the difference in your life. That's when it changes your life. That's when it changed mine as a seven-year-old boy. I'd heard that message since I'd been born. But there was a day when it clicked. I came in that church house, and I saw Jesus. You say, Pastor, literally? No, I saw him in my heart, in my mind, in my being, I knew in an instant I was lost and separated from Almighty God. I was a sinner who needed to be saved. 
it became real. Come and see, Philip said to Nathanael. You might not think anything good can come out of Nazareth, but you just come and see. You wait till you meet him. Let me tell you right here and now, church, and anybody listening on the live stream and who might listen to the message, I don't know when later. You wait till you meet Jesus Christ. Come and see him for who he is. As the word of God tells you who he is. It'll change your life if you'll let it. Amen. It'll change your life if you'll allow the Spirit to do so. Because I know this much. When the Word of God is preached, when the Word of God is spoken, the Holy Spirit begins to work. He begins to draw and He begins to call and He begins to convict. Then it's up to you to respond. Come and see. Philip said to Nathaniel. Turn back in the Gospel of Matthew to chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. I want you to look here in the Scripture text with me in verse number 19. <clears throat> Herod had already sent out that decree that, that the babies should be killed. Joseph and Mary had to flee to Egypt, if you recall. Now, at this point, Herod has died, and, and uh, an angel uh, in a vision tells Joseph, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. Look with me. Start there with me, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse number 19. The Bible says, but when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, arise, take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead which sought the young child's life. He arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. He's like, mm -mm, wait a minute, hold it, his son is now reigning. This is probably still not a good situation. He was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of what church? Galilee. Right back home. Right back home. Right back home. Now, let me just make a clarifying point. Was Jesus born in Nazareth? No. Okay. We're going to cover that scripture. Well, I'm actually going to look at some of those scriptures when we go to the nursing home. So, we'll cover more of those scriptures later. We're looking at before the birth after his birth coming back he's back to Galilee by no coincidence in verse 23 look carefully with this verse with me and he came and dwelt in a city called say it church Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets he shall be called a Nazarene God has a way of his will, his purpose, and his plan coming to fruition. Does he not, church? And here's the thing. He will guide you and lead you and use you in that plan, in that purpose, if you'll be obedient. Joseph sensed, mm, this might not be a good situation. 
the Lord redirected him and sent him, instead of out of that region of Israel, back up to Galilee. Back home. Why? To fulfill Scripture, folks. To fulfill Scriptures. The prophets in the Old Testament spoke of Jesus. The New Testament Scriptures shows us the fulfillment of those prophecies. Amen? No question, no doubt in my mind based on the Word of God that Jesus Christ is the Son of Almighty God. He is Lord. He is Lord. Full circle. Back to Nazareth. Now, here's some interesting insight for those of us that like to study the Bible. There is not a specific declaration of him being a Nazarene in the Old Testament. And you say, okay, so what are we talking about here? Well, first of all, it was not one prophet, it said prophets. So that means it was spoken by multiple prophets. So you're not going to just have the, the exact direct quote because it would be many who were speaking of who he would be, Brother Troy. So we don't see it exactly, specifically laid out in the Old Testament in this way. We can go back in the, in, in the Old Testament and look in Numbers chapter 6 and we see a Nazarite and the vow that they would take when they would dedicate themselves or their child, Samuel, to be a Nazarite, no cutting the hair, no cutting the hair, nothing, no thing to do with grapes or the vine. You were to not even be around a dead anything, not even your own family member. You were consecrated, you were set apart, you were a servant of the Lord. I don't think that's what this scripture text is referring to, Jesus being a Nazarene by the prophets. Jesus is already greater than any Nazarite that ever could have been. Amen? More faithful, more holy unto the Father above. I don't believe that was what this is in reference to. I don't believe the scripture text that tells us of Samuel being that Nazarite or Samson, Judges chapter 13 and verse 5. He followed those laws, those rules and such. What comes to my mind, and as I was studying, is Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse number 3. The Bible says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. All right, pastor, make the connection. Did Jesus show up as a king with his entourage delivering him into Jerusalem? How did he come into Jerusalem? He rode a donkey, folks. He rode a donkey. Was he born into an illustrious castle and had the best bed and the best room and the best place to be born in? His daddy a king, his mama a queen? No. His earthly daddy was what, church? Carpenter. 
His birthplace, a barn stall, basically. Basically. And a trough to lay that child in. You talk about the humblest of beginnings. Right here, I believe, is one of those scriptures being fulfilled. Jesus, folks, was not gladly greeted by many. Some he was, amen. But many despised him. As Isaiah prophesied. But we know he is king of kings. We know that he is Lord of lords. Those were humble beginnings for Jesus. Even so that the place that he was raised in was even despised. Nazareth. Go to Acts chapter 22, I believe it is. You don't have to right now, but when you have time. In Acts chapter 22, Paul shares his own testimony of when he was saved on the road to Damascus. And he quotes Jesus as calling himself, I am Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth. Prophecy fulfilled in Jesus Christ and him alone, church. Amen. In him and in him alone and no other. Could we say that he was of Nazareth and that he was of Bethlehem as well? For he was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth, fulfilling all prophecy about him. That's God's plan. That's his will. That's his purpose. Coming to fruition. Amen? Coming to fruition in the scriptures. I want you to go back. If you held your fingers, go back to to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, I want us to go back to that scripture text where Nathanael makes that snide remark, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip says, come and see. Jesus uh, responds to Nathanael, verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, well, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, that's a whole other sermon, and I've preached this scripture text before. Suffice it to say in this last moment, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ pointed out a moment and a time and a place that only Nathaniel knew where he had been and what he was doing there, and Jesus called it out. Amen? Miraculous took place right there. Look at Nathaniel's response, verse 49. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, that means teacher, master, Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Faith entered into that man's heart right then and there. Amen. He believed that Jesus Christ is Lord. A miraculous thing took place. Listen to me. 2,000 some years ago, a miraculous thing took place. Virgin birth. Yes, I believe that is true. Yes, I believe that is what the Scripture talks about. No, I don't believe it was just a young woman. I believe she was a virgin. I believe the Holy Spirit came over her as the Bible tells us. And that Jesus Christ, the King of Israel, the Son of God, was born. In the flesh, in this world, with such great humble beginnings. 
But oh, it ain't over, church. Amen. For he's coming again. He's coming again someday. We know not the day. We know not the hour. But we know he's coming. Are we ready? Are we ready? Do you have that gift this Christmas? If you don't, come and see the scriptures of who he is. It plainly will show you from Old Testament to New. He is the Son of God. He is the King of Israel. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. He is Jesus. He is Savior. You want to have hope? He's your hope. You want peace in your life in the midst of chaos? If you got chaos in your life, say amen. Amen. He's your peace in the midst of the chaos. He's our hope of eternal life. Put your faith in Him. If there's a Nathaniel here this morning, come and see Jesus. And I promise you, when you start a conversation with Him, He will change your life. Just as He did Nathaniel's. Amen, church? Would you stand with me as our musicians come and as we have a time of invitation? Gracious Heavenly Father, as we enter into this moment and this time, Father, I know there are many of us who have said, maybe saying right now or at some point will say, Lord, there's just nothing you can do with me. I beg to differ. Who would have thought in that day and time, well, there's nothing good. Is there anything good that could come out of Nazareth? The Savior of the world. Is there anything good that can come out of London, Kentucky? The saved. Those who've been lost, those who put their faith in you, those who are saved, those who are called, those who will respond, and those who will be obedient in faith unto you, great things can come out of even little old London, Kentucky. Father, we have seen great things happen this year by your power, by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God, and by the moving of your Holy Spirit, and by the obedience of Providence Missionary Baptist Church, and others who have been faithful unto the call. We've seen dozens of children put their faith in Jesus Christ. We take no credit for that. We give you the glory and the honor for that. But I dare say, Father, when your will is done, great things can be done even in little old London, Kentucky. Father, I pray for more great things to take place in this church, in this community, in this town, in this city, in these communities around us. That we can look at, that we can hear about, that we can be a part of and say there's no other explanation but that God, you have moved May you be glorified in those souls that have been saved. May you be glorified in these children who are following up and being baptized. May you be glorified in the discipleship of those children. Lord, may you be glorified right now in this time of invitation. 
For the saved need to declare it so. And if there be someone lost here today, come and see Jesus. He's your Savior. If you'll put your faith in Him. May we move. May we be obedient to you right now. Saved, lost person. Now is the time to move. And I pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. The name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen.